0: Amen. And I tell you, if we'll continue to do just that and seek His face, God will carry us through, folks. And I know that many of you, many of you are burdened. Many of you have got a lot going on, and I say that because I do. And I know I'm not uh, exempt, and I know you're not exempt. We're living in a day and age where people are running one way, then fear and scared, slapped to death, and then you've got some that don't know what to do with themselves. And you got some that's ready to go full blast. I mean, there's, a, there's an array of people today, boy. But I tell you, God's called us to be right down the middle, folks. Stay right down the middle and do what's right and do what He says. That's what God is looking for is our obedience as the people of God. Ezekiel chapter 9, some of you know exactly where we're going. Some of you will find out when we get there. He says three key words, I was left this is in one case where it's right to be left. You'll get that when we get there. Ezekiel chapter number 9. He cried also in mine ears with a loud voice, saying, Cause them that have charge over the city to draw near, even every man with his destroying weapon in his hand. And behold, six men came from the way, ...of the higher gate, which lieth toward the north, and every man a slaughter weapon in his hand. And one man among them was clothed with linen, with a writer's inkhorn by his side. And they went in and stood beside the brazen altar. And the glory of God of Israel was gone up from the cherub, whereupon he was to the threshold of the house." And he called to the man clothed with linen, which had the writer's inkhorn by his side. And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. And to the others he said, In mine hearing, Go ye after him through the city and smite. Let not your eyes spare, neither have ye pity. Slay utterly old and young, both maids and little children and women. But come not near any man upon whom is the mark, and begin at my sanctuary. Then they began at the ancient men which were before the house. This is all key, folks. And he said unto them, Defile the house, and fill the courts with the slain. Go ye forth. And they went forth and slew in the city. And it came to pass, while they were slaying them, and I was left, that I fell upon my face and cried and said, O Lord God, wilt thou destroy all the residue of Israel? in thy pouring out of thy fury upon Jerusalem. Then said he unto me, The iniquity of the house of Israel and Judah is exceeding great, and the land is full of blood, and the city full of perverseness. For they say, The Lord hath forsaken the earth, and the Lord seeth not. And as for me also, mine eye shall not spare, neither will I have pity but I will recompense their way upon their head. And behold, the man clothed with linen, which had the inkhorn by his side, reported the matter, saying, I have done as thou hast commanded me. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father God, I do thank you again for this day. And God, I thank you for this very hour. God, I thank you, God, how you prepare our hearts. And God, I pray now every heart be prepared, God. God, every heart receive the reading of your word. God, I pray you cut us deep. God, I pray you cut us deep. God, God, we need conviction today. God, the remnant needs a conviction today. God, a people that will draw back to you. God, a people not afraid to stand for you, God. God, a people committed to live by your word. God, help us today. God, I praise you cut us deep. God, you heal us. God, you heal us. God, there's people in here that's hurting. God, I know there's people hurting. There's people confused. God, there might be somebody on God, ready to commit suicide today. God, I pray you reach in there, God, and touch their hearts. God, that you do a work, God, that only you can do. And God, we're going to give you glory. God, we're going to give you praise. God, you alone are worthy, Lord. God, I pray, God, God, as a nation, you forgive us. God, forgive your church, God. God, forgive me, Lord. God, help us to live for you, Lord. God, help us to seek your face and care more about your ways than our own, God. God, draw us close, I pray. Oh, God, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You know, I can only... Imagine what Ezekiel was going through and what Ezekiel felt. And in this vision, I can only imagine what Ezekiel saw. Folks, can I tell you this is real? This is real. This is not a fable. This is not, hey, this is not a storybook. Hey, by one of the most famous authors, this is the Word of God. Either we believe it and we trust in it or we don't. You say, Preacher, why are we in Ezekiel? This is for the the, uh, children of God. This is for the people of God. This is for Israel. Hey, can I tell you, this is a clear picture for you and I today. Oh, don't miss this, what God wants to do. Don't miss this church. Don't miss this child of God. And for the lost person, don't miss his salvation today that he offers. Oh, the salvation that He's offering today. Oh, you look at chapter number 8, and I, and I know as I read those verses, so many people say, well, would God really allow the, the suffering and the killing of women and children? Can I tell you that sin is an abomination to God? Sin is an abomination to God. And God will judge rightly sin. You better believe it. You better believe it. I know some of y'all are ready to turn me off already. You've heard that word sin. But can I tell you, as a nation, we have sinned against God. And it has started in the house of God. Listen to me. The world does what the world does. But I ask you this, what is it that the people of God do? That's what God is concerned about. What are the people of God doing? And we see here in chapter 8... You can go back and read some of it, but you can see that they are defiling the house of God. They've brought in idols. Not only did they set up idols in the very temple, but then they worshiped them as if God did not see it. And many of you say today, well, how is it that uh, we are like that today? Do we not bring idols into the house of God? (laughs) Have not churches split over the color of carpet or, the, or whether it's pews or chairs? And you say, preacher, that's senseless. That's, that's being crazy. You're absolutely right in the fact that it's crazy. But when we're more concerned about the material things than the spiritual things, then we've brought an idol into the house of God. An idol into the house of God. And God won't permit it. God won't put up with it. There may be a time of it. God is long-suffering and patience, and He calls calls His people back into Himself. But there is a day of judgment. Hear me, folks. There is a day of judgment. And I'll be honest with you, I believe wholeheartedly that we're reaping some of what we've sowed. We're reaping some of what we've sowed. I know nobody likes to hear that, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Do you understand today that God is just? God is just. People say, could God do that and good? Yes, God could do it. A- Listen, God can do anything God wants to do. Oh, we need to stop putting ourselves up with God. We do not compare, we are the creation, not the creator. God is going to judge folks, God is not playing games. You say, how does God have a right to do that? He created you and me. He created all these things. And God, knowing what's best for us, God laid out His plan for us. Do you believe that the will of God is right? That the will of God is just? I ask you today, why is it that so many times it's hard for the Christian to live it? Sin. Sin. Sin creeps in. Boy, sin is the killer. Sin leads to destruction yet again and again and again. And we see it all around us. We see it all around us. But just God will judge. He will judge. Notice number one, who is speaking. Who is speaking. Verse 1, he cried also in my ears with a loud voice. First off, it was not easy for Ezekiel to hear these words. Hear me, no one wants to hear the words of judgment. Some of you are wanting to close your ears right now because you do not want to experience conviction. Wow. But there's a few people who agree with that. We got somebody with ears open. Huh? Who in the world wants to be convicted? I tell you what, the one that wants to be right before God wants to be convicted. The one that, hey, who wants to be able to stand before God and say, I'm a remnant of God. You know there's still a remnant in this day. A remnant in this day. We're going to get there. Boy, we're going to get there, but you notice first who is talking, God himself. Yes, it was hard for Ezekiel to hear it. It is hard for us to hear it, but God would have us to know. Why? Because God knows best, folks. God knows best. Listen, it broke his heart. It broke Ezekiel's heart. Can you imagine what your sin and my sin does to the heart of God? To the heart of God. To know, hey, to know that you turn your back on God. To know you've rejected the things of God. You say, preacher, you're pointing at me. Well, I'll use this hand because this pinky points at everybody. Huh? But isn't it true? We've all been there. So let's don't pretend or look around for the one who's uh, less righteous than we are. We've all messed up. We've all made bad decisions. We've all sinned against God, and it's all went against God. Amen. That's the truth. But what matters is what we're going to do with it. Notice the remnant that we see here in the Word of God. Well, let's, let's move on. Let's go verse by verse because I believe that's what we ought to do. Y'all want to get it? Let's get it. You ready? All right. You got your bags packed. Somebody said No. I hope you ain't talking about heaven now. Come on. Notice what he says here. He cried also in mine ear with a loud voice saying, Calls them that have charge over the city to draw near, even every man with his destroying weapon in his hand. Now we know if you go back to Daniel chapter 10, you can see that the angels over the nations and all that. We're not going to get into that uh, this morning, but it is true, it is real, amen, because it's the word of God. And behold, six men came from the way of the higher gate, which lieth toward north. the north, and every man a slaughtery, slaughter weapon in his hand. And one man among them was clothed with linen, with a writer's ink horn by his side. And they went in and stood beside the brazen altar. Now listen, there's debate of who that is in linen, all right? There's a debate. I've seen it both ways, and uh, I'm, I'm going to be, you just hear me, it doesn't say Jesus right there, Okay? But I can tell you this, it sure sounds like Jesus. Sure sounds like Jesus, all right? God is not only gonna judge, but judgment is not pretty. Judgment is not pretty. I don't know what you've come into the house with today. I don't know what you're dealing with. But could it be today that God is calling you to deal with some things in your life? Huh? The judgment day is coming. There's no doubt about that. Could it be today? God would just have me to stop and say that. I'm telling you. Could it be today that God is calling you to get that right in your life? Uh, People playing games with God. Huh? Could it be that God is saying to you, it's time to get it right. It's time to come back to me. It's come, hey, it's time to set all things right. Who sets all things right? God does. God does. And it's when the people of God come back to God. Come back to God. Notice here, number two. We see a separation. We see a separation. Notice what takes place. They've been summoned. They have come. Verse 3, And the glory of the God of Israel was gone up from the cherub whereupon he was to the threshold of the house, and he called to the man clothed with linen, which had the writer's ink corn by his side. Boy, ain't it bad when the glory of the Lord departs. And you know as you go further in, he just further departs. How sad that is. I pray that not ever be said of us, church. Verse 4, And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. Now I want to stop right there. I want to stop right there in verse number 4. They have been given a mission, and notice it's a mission of separation. Of separation. Notice... There are ones that receive the mark. Now we're not in Revelation, we're in Ezekiel. We're in Ezekiel. you got to know the difference of what we're talking about here. huh? He is putting a mark on those that are crying and sighing out for the abominations that are taking place. I want to ask you this, child of God, if you're saved today, how many know they're saved without a shadow of a doubt? They remember when God, hey, you remember when God saved you, when he came into your heart? Some of you, you ought to be able to go back right now and just feel the presence of God all over you, of how he saved you, how he changed you, how he transformed you. Hey, just as we're talking about the mark that was placed upon them, hey, we're talking about a sealing that takes place. A sealing that takes place. You first notice that God seals his people. God seals his people. Listen, these people that believe they can get lost and saved and lost and saved, hey, let me tell you something. When you get truly saved, I mean, I'm talking about once saved, always saved, when you're really saved. Hey, listen, you can't lose your salvation. If you don't agree with that, you're just going to have to not agree with it. It is what it is. But I ain't losing my salvation. Hey, I couldn't go to hell if the devil just tried over. Hey, if he went to God before all my sins, which he loves to do. Hey, it don't change a thing with who I am in God. Hear me. Hear me. So here it is. They receive the mark. Notice first, he seals his people. He seals his people by the Holy Spirit of God. Oh, you can go over to Ephesians 1. Hey, you can see it for yourself. Oh, what He does for you and I. I believe somebody needs to be reminded today who they are in God. Anybody? Huh, anybody? Amen. Yeah, you go over. You, uh, you look here. We've got Ephesians chapter number 1, verse 13 and 14. You ain't got to turn there. I'm going to read it. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed. We got any believers here today? I tell you, does the church have believers today? You were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of His glory. Folks, you've been bought and paid for with a price. God sealed you and you got saved. And if you're not saved, why don't you come and get sealed today? Won't you come and get sealed today? You say, preacher, I don't know. I don't know that I know that I know. Can I tell you today, you can walk out of here knowing that you're sealed by the Holy Spirit of God. You Start talking about the Holy Spirit, people get sideways today, boy. Huh? Oh, but to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Anybody know what I'm talking about today? May he stir in us. Oh, may he stir in us, folks. We notice first, listen, they are sealed. Verse 4. The Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. Let me tell you something, church, as the remnant of God. As the remnant of God. And it's getting down. Let me tell you something. Hey, just because a place calls themselves a church don't mean they are a church. Hear me? Hey, yeah, listen. There's a lot of places they're meeting singing kumbaya and they're having a, they're, listen, they're having emotional experience. I'm talking about a spiritual experience. Oh, that's what we need today. We don't need emotionalism, Right? Listen, and and any preacher knows, boy, you know how to get people stirred up, right? You know the things to say, boy, to just get people going. I could care less about all that. It's about the Spirit of God, the movement of God in your heart. Boy, that's what matters today. Oh, that's what matters today. Mm, If you've been on an emotional roller coaster, boy, it's time to give your heart to God and get on a spiritual one. Oh, He'll straighten out your path. Oh, he'll do things that you never dreamed. Boy, dreamed he could do. I'm still looking to go back there and sit. Hey, that's where I was at. But I couldn't do it no more if I wanted to. God, strike me dead. I truly believe that. Oh, God, when he gets a hold of you, he does something in you you can't explain, folks. I don't know who needs that today, but somebody does. Give your heart to Christ, and if you ain't real, get real with Him. Hey, if He's calling you to do something, hey, get out of disobedience and stop being a stumbling block and follow God today. Follow God today. Be the remnant of God. Don't talk about it. Be it, folks. Be it. Notice what He says here. This is key. I don't know how long we're going to be today. Everybody good? Good, all right, we're on a journey together. All right, here we go. Verse 4, And the Lord said unto him, Go through the midst of the city, uh, through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. Now you say, Preacher, why did you read it again? That's like the fourth time you've read that because the church, the remnant of God, listen, we've got something we ought to be doing. Listen, do you think that was just for them? The remnant of God should be doing this very thing. Let me tell you something. That's why the church has gotten lax. That's why the church has fallen asleep. Listen, there's many today. They're cold and they're dead. Why? Because there's no more repentance. Mm, What do we see there? We see repentance. A nation turned against God. And I tell you, brother, it feels like our day. It feels like our day. You say, preacher, what do you mean? Is it really that bad? Oh, we were just talking yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. Where Trish at? She's somewhere in here, I think. Well, I don't know where she went. Children's Church. We were talking yesterday. Sorry, y'all. Where's she at? Oh, she's right here in front of me. <laughs> Lord have mercy, Trish. I'm so sorry, Trish. Here she is right here. All right. Lord have mercy. I can't even, y'all see what it is you can't even see when you're preaching. God just got everybody just glazed over, right? But notice here, notice here what the remnant of God should be doing. Huh? We are to be seeking the face of God in repentance for our sin. Turning back to God. You say, preacher, that's such a simple little thing. Oh, no, it's not. If it was, hey, churches wouldn't be cold and dead. No, they'd be alive with the Spirit of God moving in them. Huh? I ask you today, how many of us, hear me, and I'll I'll, I'll just not look around. I'll just look at the floor, I guess. But I want to ask you this. How many, we were just talking about this yesterday, how many are praying, hey, for the babies that are being aborted by the thousands? Huh? An abomination in this nation. We don't maybe you don't like to talk about it. I talk about it here quite a bit because I'm sick of it, and the people of God Amen. ought to be praying that it stop. Amen. God forgive us and God help us. but how many's praying for those babies by the thousands every week that are being aborted? How about those babies that are now being sold and molested as Amen. babies? Amen. as babies? Who's praying for them? Who's praying for them? Who's praying for those sins that those lives change, that those hearts change, that that sin stop? Oh, about our children today. Oh, it disgusts me and makes me sick video after video after video child trafficking. You wonder where children are disappearing to. Hey, they're being sold into sex trafficking. Who's praying for them, church? Oh, it ought to be the church of the living God praying for them. Oh, uh, we've got these dolls and toys and all these things that seem so simple. Hey, they seem so innocent. But yet there are people, listen, they're perverted people. Yeah. Wicked and evil people going after our children, preying upon our children. Who's praying for them? Who's looking out for them? That's right, right brother. Amen. Yeah, mm. Oh, and you want to tell me that pedophiles ought to be a, a gender or whatever that should be recognized. It is recognized by God as sin, wicked, and evil. That's what it is. Oh, they've got a label, folks. And you say, preacher, that's awfully mean and that's awfully harsh, but let me tell you something. Hey, they need to get saved. They are lost. They are on their way to hell. Sin, hey, that's what sin will do every single time. Sin leads to destruction. Destruction. Every single time. I ask you, the remnant of God, where are we? Where are we standing? Where are we proclaiming? Where are we talking about it? You know what? So many times we're so quiet and we feel like we can't speak. We feel like that we're going to be looked at in a negative light. How more negative could it be? The gospel is an offense. It's an offense. and Too many times we close up our Bibles. Oh, we can come in here and Shout. Oh, we can shout it down. Hear me, people. Hear me. This has been burden on my heart. Huh? Hey, listen. We can come in here and shout. We can have a great time. We can go home, post some scriptures on Facebook. And then we can go out and live like hell. Think about it today. It's got to stop, folks. Begins in the house of God. Begins in the house of God. Oh, look. The remnant's got to do something. The remnant can't stand by and be quiet. Huh? You don't think Ezekiel had the opportunity to go out and sin with the rest of them? To be unfaithful to God? To reject God? He had the same opportunity as everybody else. And church, you and I, we have the same opportunity. We can either live for Christ, or guess what? We can turn our back and reject Him. What's it going to be for the remnant of God, though? I tell you what, I want to be like Ezekiel. I want to be like Ezekiel. You say, preacher, you want a vision? Listen, all I know is I want to be found. I want to be left after he judges everybody else. The judgment's coming. And I ain't talking about living through the tribulation and all that mess. Y'all know the church is going to be raptured. Let's don't even go there. huh? Don't put words in my mouth. I ain't going to be here. God going to save his people. Hey, that's another symbol of the mark. Huh? His people ain't going to have to go through that judgment. They're not going to have to see that awful tribulation. If you're saved. If you're saved. Let's read on. I promise we're going to get this whole chapter in, y'all. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. We need help today. Do we not need help? Verse 5, And to the others he said, In mine hearing go ye after him through the city. And smite, let not your eyes spare, neither have ye pity. Slay utterly old and young, both maids and little children and women. But come not near any man upon whom is the mark. And begin at my sanctuary. Did y'all all all catch that? Begin at my sanctuary. What does that mean? We call ourselves the remnant of God. We got some examinations to do. We got examinations to do. And it begins in the house of God. You say, preacher, what do you mean? Southside's a great church, people joining, people getting saved. I mean, we've had four people get saved during COVID. Talking about running in fear from God. We got people running to God. Praise God for that. Can I tell you how quickly the wheels can come off? Let's be honest. This church is only as strong as its weakest member. Huh? What does that mean, preacher? We all got a role to play. It's called the body of Christ. Let it begin. Let it begin at my sanctuary. You know what's so key about that? Boy, it's one thing for the world to do what it's going to do. But what, hey, what a, what a grievance it is to God when his own people turn their back on him. We look at David and Bathsheba. Boy, look what he did for the nation. What a mess that was. Man after God's own heart, but look what happened. You look at Abraham and Sarah, my goodness, what he did. What a mess. What am I saying? It begins in the house of God. Oh, it begins in the house of God. First Peter, boy, he he just uh, boy he nails it. He nails it well. For the time has come. First Peter four seventeen. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteousness scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to Him in well-doing as unto a faithful Creator. Creator. How many are in hell today because the church's testimony failed? Man, that's a deep one. Nobody wants to think about that, do they? Boy, let it begin at the house of God. Let it begin with the remnant of God. God help us. God help us. Verse 7, and he said unto them. Well, let's read the end of verse 6. Then they begin at the ancient men which were before the house. You see, the the problem is it began at the top. It began at the top. What does that say for us today? I tell you what. Men of God that's been given, hey been given place and calling, you better uphold that thing. God's going to hold you accountable for what you do and how you lead. It's a high calling when God calls you. You better hold it high. Verse 7, And he said unto them, Defile the house and fill the courts with the slain. Go ye forth. And they went forth and slew in the city. You know what's interesting about judgment? Judgment. Boy, when God lays His judgment down, there's no escaping it. There is no escaping God's judgment and there is no exceptions made. Notice that what he says. Old and young. Made, women, children. Can God do that? Yes, God will judge. God will judge. Notice there's no compassion. When God lays down His judgment, there is no compassion. What do you mean? Because separation from God, there's no love, there's no compassion. And What do you think happens when you turn your back on God and you walk away? Where's the love of God? It doesn't mean that He's not calling you back unto Himself. He's calling, and I believe He's calling some back to Himself this morning. But folks, to be out of fellowship with God is to be, listen, away from the love of God. Away from the will of God. Boy, let it be in the house of God that people desire these things. God, have mercy on us. Verse 8, and it came to pass while they were slaying them. Now I can't just imagine Ezekiel's vision and him seeing all that's taken place. Knowing that it's right, knowing that God is just, but still could you imagine to see such horror in front of you? Oh, I believe it was so real to him, so real to him. I pray it be real to us, God's judgment. And it came to pass while they were slaying them, what does he say? And I was left. And I was left. Thank God he was left. I believe that God is truly looking for some people today that say, I'm going to be separated, that I be left. That I be left. That I be found. Listen, serving God, faithful to God, but most importantly, saved, folks. Saved. Saved. Not pretending. Hasn't there been enough pretending? So many church members today in hell. Because they were pretenders. Pretenders. Oh, what does he say? And I was left. And here's a lesson for you and I today. And it ought to happen. Oh, it ought to happen that I fell upon my face and cried and said, Oh, Lord God, would that destroy all the residue of Israel? What's that word residue? also means remnant of Israel in thy pouring out of thy fury upon Jerusalem. Then said he, what does he say? The iniquity of the house of Israel and Judah is exceeding great and the land is full of blood and the city full of perverseness. And I look around to our day, and what do we see? Boy, we see such a perverseness. but we see such a lawlessness. And so much has creeped into the house of God. Hear me, church. You say, that's not going on here. Well, thank God, but this is a warning to the people of God. You don't think there's temptation coming. The devil to pull us away from God's will and plan for his church. You better believe it. It's real. Oh, don't you go to sleep yet. We're not done. Verse 9. Then said he unto me, The iniquity of the house of Israel and Judah is exceeding great, and the land is full of blood. Boy, we're full of blood too, aren't we? We got killing that's accepted in the streets. We're ready to... to to take our law enforcement off the streets. I'm not getting political, but you wait and see what happens. Lawlessness never wins. Oh, it never wins. For they say, The Lord hath forsaken the earth, and the Lord seeth not. And as for me also, mine eyes shall not spare, neither will I have pity. Boy, those are strong words. You know, in reading those words... Hear me, the child of God who's not right with God, or to want to run to the altar to be right with Him. Oh, hear me today, but I will recompense their way upon their head. And behold, the man clothed in linen, which had the inkhorn by his side, reported the matter, saying, I have done as Thou hast commanded me. Now what does that mean for them? What does that mean for the child of God? Number one, what God wants to see fit to happen will happen. There is nothing that will stop the plan of God. But you know what else that was? Oh, that was a blessing, folks. Oh, that was a blessing. Hear me, it's a blessing. Why? Because they knew that it was complete. They knew that they were safe. Oh, that God preserved them. And you know what? If you're a child of God today, you're preserved. You are preserved. I told you, you're sealed by the Holy Spirit of God. But think about this because of salvation. Because of salvation. Let me remind you just a little bit. I was thinking of this this morning. About 1 o'clock this morning. How many of you know you can get excited about the Word of God at 1 o'clock in the morning? And I was rolling around. Let me, hey, listen, as I was going, I was reading this again and reading it again. How many of the times, you know, you read it again and again, and, and God will give you a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more by the work of the Holy Spirit of God. And I got to thinking about my salvation, Brother Steve, and I about wanted to have a fit. I was running around that island. I'm so glad nobody could hear my feet. Huh?
1: And I said, you know,
0: I was thinking to myself, I said, you know what? maybe I'm talking to myself, but I was just having me a time with the Lord. I think I'm crazy. I don't care. I talk to God and He talks to me. And I was sitting there thinking about how good my salvation is. Boy, what He's done. Hey, and I don't deserve it. But yet by God's grace, by God's grace, I'm saved. I'm saved, but I got about thinking about that fact that I'll never know what it's truly like in hell. (laughs) I'll never know. I mean, think about it. I don't get the saved person excited, are you saved? I mean, I'll never know what it's truly like in hell. I know what the Word of God says, but I'll never experience it. Hey, do you know that I'll never experience, hey, the yearning for just a drop of water in hell? I'll never experience that. Why? Because the living water is living inside of me. <laughs> How great that is. Hey, you know what? In hell, I'll never hunger. Hey, I'll never, listen, I won't know what it's like for those that are just begging for bread. Hear me, begging for bread in hell. Why, because I'm not going to be there? (laughs) I've got the bread of life. Mm. Oh, think about it. But you know what's bigger than all of those things? Is I'll never know. And hear me, can you say this today? I'll never know what it's like to be separated from God. Amen and amen. I mean, greater than a drop of water. Greater than a quench of my hunger with bread. I'll never be separated from Almighty God. sister. As you come. I want to I ask you to consider something today. Boy, I want you to consider something today. Number one, are you saved? You realize the most important business to be dealt with here today is salvation. Salvation. In the chaos, in the world that we're living in, (laughs) boy, to know today you can have peace. You can have peace. Oh, God has done it all. Hey, what more could God do than send his only begotten Son? And for Jesus willing to come, be obedient to the Father, to do the Father's will. Hey, to be beaten and mocked. We're talking about the Son of God. To go to the cross, to die. Oh, and to be buried. To be buried. Oh, but then to rise again. arose <laughs> and living. Living. Oh, I wonder, do you know that you're saved? Heads bowed and eyes closed. Let's make a true examination of your heart. Boy, have you been playing games or do you know that you know that you're saved today? If you don't, what a time this is. Welcome to divine appointment. It's time to get saved. Child of God. Child of God, what's your life look like? What does your heart look like? Some of you stricken with burdens that you don't know what to do. When's the last time you took it to God? You say, Preacher, I was praying about it this morning. Won't you pray again? And I want to ask you this, child of God. Who's crying out to God for those that's being aborted? You know, there was a day, you know, we, we talk about revival, and we talk about the good things God does. But I want to ask you this. What happened to people who would have a conviction? Who would have a burden? I said earlier, and we clap and we get excited about those praying for those that's being aborted. But when's the last time we crawled upon the altar to pray? Children that's being abused, when's the last time we crawled on the altar to pray? How about families that are, hey, they're just being ravished with drug and alcohol abuse. When's the last time we crawled on the altar to pray? You say, preacher, you're trying to get people down to the altar? I could care less about that. (laughs) I'm talking about a people seeking the face of God. Seeking the face of God. You see, revival only comes when the people of God open up their hearts. Repent of their way. Let it begin in the house of God. Heavenly Father, God, I ask you now, God, God, I first thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit, God. God, I ask now, God, that God, as you've moved and stirred in our hearts, God, God, that we won't wait around, but God, we'll find ourselves at the altar. Seeking the face of God. God, seeking you to heal our land, God. God. God, a work that needs to begin in our hearts. God, in the life of your church. God, I pray you touch us today, God. Let it begin in me, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.